Luke chapter 18, 18, and I will read from verse 1 onwards. Luke chapter 18, from verse 1 onwards. If you have your Bibles with you, please um, open your Bibles and um, keep your Bibles in front of you so that you can read God's word um, because it'll bless you. Praise God. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 onwards. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. I mean, when God says here, men, it includes both men and women. It talks about people, human beings. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because his widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Praise be to God. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, or men always ought to pray and not faint. If you have a marker with you, if you're taking notes, you can underline these words. Always underline that. And not lose. You can underline those or write it down or circle it, highlight it, whatever it is. These are very important words that we need to focus on. Jesus is giving this parable to drive into the spirits of those who are hearing this very important principle for success. Write this down. This is a important principle or very important principle for success. If you want to be successful in receiving answers from heaven, if you want to be successful in receiving answers from heaven, third time, if you want to be receiving answers from heaven, be successful in receiving answers from heaven, and you need to pay close attention to this. Who will receive Answers from heaven, those who always pray and not 
faint, not lose heart. Those who always pray and not lose heart. Now, just in this verse itself, you have a lot that is packed into this. Always pray and not lose heart. Guess where Satan will attack? In these two areas. Where you need to really pray, that's where Satan will just come with his bow and arrow. Or he'll come with his machine gun. Or he'll come with this big dynamite, whatever it is, depending on where you are. If he sees you as a big threat, he'll come with a big weapon. If he sees you someone who'll just falter with just a, like that, then he'll come with that. He doesn't need to do something big. But whatever it is, two areas that will be attacked by the enemy is your prayer life and your persistent faith. Discouragement is a big weapon of the enemy and laziness or distraction is another weapon of the enemy. We have to understand that. If you want to be successful in receiving answers to prayer, that means if you want to be someone who will be like Elijah, who was used by God to open the windows of heaven and to close the windows of heaven to accomplish that which God wants you to accomplish, then you need to be someone who will be strong enough to overcome the powers of darkness that will come and attack your prayer life. Very important. Men or human beings or people, men or women or child, whoever it is, people were created in the image of God. You have to understand that you have an enemy who is against you, which is the enemy of your soul. He's the enemy who hates you you being blessed he's the enemy who hates you from he wants to keep you from prospering he wants to keep you from entering into heaven he hates you he wants to keep you sick he doesn't want you to get well and he will fight he will fight so that you don't get your blessing you don't get your healing he'll fight so that you don't get your prosperity he will fight so that you don't get to enter heaven What are you supposed to do? These two things are so important. These two areas are the targets of Satan. He looks at those two areas. What is that? Prayer. You need to have the strength to always pray. What's so big about it? Why is so important? Why is it so important to Satan? Why should it be very important to you? These questions you must Keep in your mind and answer them and know the importance of prayer. If Satan wants you to lose, he will come and he'll attack your prayer life. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If Satan wants you to fall, if Satan does not want you to gain ground, if Satan doesn't want your territory to expand, and if Satan just heard a prophecy, God gave a prophecy for the month of February, and God gave a prophecy for this year, and God said all these big things, you know what he'll do? He'll come and say, all right. I really tremble at all the things that are going to happen. So what am I going to do? I can't stop God from doing what he has said he will do. But I can stop you from getting what God said he will do. It's important for us to be in a place where we don't keep ourselves from the blesser. We don't cut that connection from God where he is pouring. But all of a sudden, that connection to receiving is taken away. God is speaking to our hearts today. Men always are to pray and not lose heart. He will come and attack that prayer life. What are the ways in which Satan will attack your prayer life? Number one is busyness. 
That's number one. He'll say, this is important. Oh, that's important. This is urgent. That's urgent. He is calling. She is calling. They need this. Everybody needs me. The whole world needs me. Equals failure. Understand that. If we think that the whole world needs us, then we don't need God and his strength to be in his presence. You are a zero at that point. Understand. You are a big zero at that point. You're a big failure at that point. How can you go and say, he needs me, she needs me. Are you God? Are you God? You're not. So if you think that everybody needs you and you don't need God because you don't have time for him to get strength from him, you are a fool at that point because you are a big zero because you cannot do anything apart from God. You're not God. Understand that. So Satan will try to attack your prayer life by making you busy, by making you feel like you are God, that you are the most important person. That you can handle this, you can run there, and you can do this, and you can do this for them, and 10 people call you, you run to all 10 different directions, and that you have the whole world running on your hand, and what's going to happen? If you die, what's going to happen? Let me tell you this. If you die, whoever is hanging on to you will function anyway. If you die, they'll find somebody. But who will be the loser? You. When you stand before God, and you say, oh, I ran all over, but I don't have anything here. Guess what? They're all going to function pretty well without you. But you will be the loser. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Don't think that the whole world runs on you and get so distracted that you are not praying as you ought to. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You need to make sure that you guard that area because that's the area Satan will target. If you don't pray, you're not going to get that which God has for you. If you don't pray, Satan will take away that which God has for you. You can have thousand prophecies. Guess what? Nothing will happen in your life. And none of those, not a single one will fulfill in your life if you don't pray as you should. How are you supposed to pray? Always. Men always ought to pray. So it's not like, two minute prayer, three minute prayer, oh Lord, I pray during the morning a little bit. I, you know, pray a little bit when I'm driving. I pray a little bit, you know, before I go to sleep. Your little bit is not going to do anything. You think you go a little bit, try to go to uh, a big store that you want to buy a refrigerator and just say, well, 10 cents. Let me get the refrigerator. Will you get it? You put in 10 cents, you won't get anything. Take your 10 cents and go out. The cost for that is something you have to pay. If you are seeking God for something, make sure that you spend that time in the presence of God. It is important. If God has promised you something and you have to go there, this passage talks about the widow who knew that if I go to this guy, I will get what I need to get. So what did she have to do? She had to go to that guy every single day. It's important. If we want our prayers to be answered, we need to have a strong prayer life. Without having a strong prayer life, don't you even think that you'll have any of your prayers answered. You need to have a strong prayer life. Write this down. If you want your prayers to be answered, if you're looking to God for big things, make sure you pray really good. You need to really pray really good. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So the first arrow is busyness equals distractions equals, Jesus said, cares the world. 
So the cares of the world comes and it makes you ineffective and eventually kills you. Remember that. That's your number one enemy. Cares the world. Guess who actually worries about today and tomorrow and so on. Jesus said, the heathen. At that point, you're not a believer. A believer who calls himself a believer and gives themselves over to the cares of the world have ceased to be, to being a believer. At that point, they become a heathen because they're just running after the world and they're running away from God. God is speaking to our hearts today. You need to be firm, firmly planted in the ways of the living God. So you have to be very careful about the distractions. You have to be very careful about the cares of the world. You have to be very careful not to become a heathen. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make sure you really, really pray. Make sure when you pray, he hears it. Make sure you don't have sin in your heart. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So you need to pray in a manner or pray in a way that the one you're praying to can hear it. I mean, he has no problem with his ears. How many of you can think that you can just sit and just mumble in your throat and then, you know, whoever needs to hear on the other side will answer you? No. If you go for an interview and the boss is asking you questions or you need to get the job, you're not going to sit there and just sit and mumble and think that, well, he knows my thoughts and he can just do it. If you want to get a job, then you need to be presentable. You need to do what you have to do. You need to really express yourself. You want God to hear your prayers. Make sure your voice is heard and your voice must come sanctified. Remember, if you regard iniquity in your heart and just try to pray and try to manipulate God, it will not work. So the first thing that needs to happen is set yourself right before God. Repentance, repentance precedes prayer. Repentance must be there first. Make sure you don't regard iniquity in your heart. That's number one. Don't let the enemy rob your prayer life by making you so busy that you have no time for God. Very important. That's the number one arrow that he will use. Secondly, understand this. If you're not too busy, he'll make you tired. Physical tiredness is one thing. And then spiritual tiredness is another thing. There are people who go and do this and do that and do this and do that, run to 10 different places and, and, and try to be at the, uh, at 10 places at one time and do all kinds of things and talk, 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 talk to people. But when it comes to prayer, they'll feel, I have no energy to pray. I have no energy to pray. I have no, nothing to say. I have no words to say. You're in a terrible place at that point. If you're not able to pray and have no words to say, your relationship with God is questionable at that point. So, Satan will come against prayer by making you uh, feel tired, by putting tiredness upon you. You call that lethargy. One is physical tiredness, where physically you feel like you're going to fall asleep while you sit to pray. Those are real things that happen. It can happen to anybody. If Satan wants to put you to sleep, he can. He will try to make you fall asleep. But if you say that, well, I feel tired and so I'm going to sleep, then at that point, you're not fighting. 
you just said he's throwing arrow at me and say, okay, hit me. And you just fall down and saying that I'm going to die. No, you need to have the strength to say, get out in Jesus name, get up and do what you have to do and cry out to God saying that I don't want this and really fight. And that's what will show to God that you really want to pray. So distractions, then you have spiritual lethargy and physical tiredness. These two are physical tiredness and spiritual lethargy. These two are two different areas because spiritually you may want to pray. Physically you may feel tired, but you need to fight. The other thing is physically you may feel well, but spiritually you feel like, I don't want to pray. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like praying. Physically you are like all wide awake, but you don't feel like you are losing interest in reading God's word and praying. Something is wrong at that point. You need to understand that these are the arrows. These are the weapons of the enemy that will come against the people of God that God has called for himself. And God wants to do big things in their lives, but he wants to rob that which God has for them. So he will come with the weapons and say, I'm going to shoot that prayer life down. I'm going to take away that which God has. And how can he take away your blessings? He can take away your blessing by taking your prayer life away. You're taking your time with God. Men always ought to pray. Always ought to pray. So busyness, tiredness, and that underneath the tiredness is physical tiredness and spiritual tiredness. Both you need to fight against and pray for God to strengthen you. Thirdly, we have to understand that Satan can bring this. Well, what's the point in praying? I don't think it's going to happen. This is a very difficult issue. You know what? Don't waste your time in praying. Try to see how you can get help. Be practical. Don't spiritualize everything. Right now you need to go and see how you can use your two cents and try to see how you can work this thing out. And before you can even really go to God and really pray, like you should pray, you know, to get that which you need to get. Go online and do your own stuff and call 10 different people and do whatever you want to do. And then try to say, I'm going to ask God to bless what I did on my own. Satan has won at that point. Because now you are not having God lead you. You are being led by something else. And then you are asking God, bless me. It's not going to work. God is speaking to our hearts today. What can stop your blessing from you? What can stop you from getting your blessing from God? If you become weak in your prayer life, Satan has won the battle. Remember that. If you have no time for God, then God has no time for you. Remember that. Only those who go to the presence of God and value the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and have faith that every time I go to him, he is there and he will answer. This woman in this section knew that she will be heard. Do you know that you'll be heard every time you go before the Father in heaven? Do you believe that you are being heard every time you go before the Father in heaven? Do you have that faith? Other thing, not the other thing that Satan will bring is, well, you're not worthy to pray. Why should you waste your time? This is not going to work here. You don't have to pray. These are the lies from Satan. Now, the other thing that Satan will bring is, 
I don't think it is God's will. So why pray? How do you know this is God's will? How do you know God is going to heal you? Maybe God wants you to be sick. Or maybe, you know, God doesn't want you to have that. How do you know that God wants to bless you? Maybe those prophecies are for other people and not for you. So, you see that? These are lies from the pit of hell. If you are in the house of God while the word of God is being given to you, then it is for you too. You are being one of those to whom God is directly speaking. It is important for you to understand the importance of it and receive it by connecting with the one from whom the blessing is coming from. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Take this very seriously. Don't let the enemy rob your prayer life. You have to always pray. Always pray. Don't let the enemy touch that. Don't let the enemy touch. Don't get too busy. Don't give in to discouragement. Don't give in to sin. Don't give in to false condemnation, false guilt. Don't give in to unbelief. Say that I don't think it's going to happen. What's the point? What's the point? Who are you, your God? If God says, what's the point? Then you can say, what the, what's the point too? That's not what he said. He said something different. He's, he has said that I'm going to do something big. At that point, will you be sitting and saying, what's the point? Are you in or are you out? The Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. If you want to become a recipient of God's great goodness, if you want to become a recipient of everything that God has for you, you must be vigilant. You must guard your territory. You must guard your prayer time. If you're praying for your family, if you're praying for the salvation of your children, if you're praying for your salvation of your spouse, or you're praying for the salvation of your parents, or you're praying for the salvation of whoever it may be, your brother, your sister, your uncle, aunt, niece, whoever it may be, make sure you are really praying, not just doing uh a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there, and I'm doing this here, and uh, nothing is happening. Nothing will happen. That's like going and offering 10 cents to buy a refrigerator. It's not going to happen. 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 If you want heavens to move, if you want the heavens to move, if you want the heavens to open up, then you need to have a strong voice. You need to have a persistent voice. I'm not talking about the loudness, how loud you can scream now. No. It's not about how much you can scream or how long you can scream. No. It's about how much power you have with God. Jacob had power with God. He he wrestled through the night. Through the night. He was someone who prayed through the night. Wrestled through the night. Into the daybreak. Until the blesser said, I can see that you really want it. Here you go. God has to see that you really want it. And he has to say, here you go. Hallelujah. God wants to give it. But he wants to see if you really want it, only if you really want it, you will treasure it. Only if you really want it, what God is going to give to you, you will be responsible for it. Only if you really want it, only if you're desperate for it, will you be careful with it. God is speaking to the heart today. Make sure you don't let the enemy touch your prayer life. 
you need to always pray. And if you need to always pray, you need to make sure that you are always in line with God, in tune with God, that you don't have iniquity in your heart all the time. Only then you can always pray. That means you need to really repent where you need to repent and stay clear of anything and everything that will hinder you from being heard by God. Now, you go to the next point. I'm going to finish in a few minutes. You need to always pray and then what? Not lose heart. This is another area where Satan will attack. If he sees you really, 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 really praying. Oh, I wanted to add one more thing as the Spirit of the Lord just brought to me. One more arrow of the enemy is physical illness. Physical tiredness is one thing. Spiritual tiredness, the other thing. The other thing is physical illness. So all of a sudden, somebody is really praying and they're really charged and all of a sudden they get sick. Once they get sick, what happens? Their focus goes upon their bodies. So once their focus goes on their bodies, they become just tired. And by the time the sickness goes and everything, when they get back, the fervency they had before is gone. Let me tell you this. Even if the enemy attacks you with sickness, if your spirit is connected with God, even in your sick bed, you will still pray. You will still seek God. With whatever you have, you will still communicate with God. You know what? Before you get well, you'll have so much strength. By the time you get well, your prayer life will get even more fervent. That's how it should be. Not the other way down. Not the other way around. So if you see that the enemy is bringing some sickness to attack your prayer life, you need to know that it's time to fight. You need to know at this time, you're going to say, oh, not again, not me. You can't get to me. Learn to kick him. That's what you need to do. Every time the enemy comes, you need to have this anger against the enemy. You need to know how to kick him right on his face and kick him flat to the ground. If you don't do that, he will knock you off your feet. God is speaking to our hearts. Prayer is the foundation for everything. Prayer is power. Prayer is life. Prayer is life source. Prayer is everything. If prayer is taken away, then there's no life for a Christian believer. Now, that prayer is undergirded by faith. You really can't pray if you don't have faith. And this is why Jesus Christ ended that section with, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? This is important. We really find faith on earth. That means, will you find people who will persevere and pray? Will you find people who pray all the time? Will you find people who will pray without fainting? God is speaking to our hearts today. Think about yourself. Don't think about the next person. Anytime the word of God comes, think about what God is speaking to you, not about anyone else. You need to be really like it's one-on-one. God is there and you are here. The spirit of God is speaking to you. It's you and God. That should be a focus. Otherwise, you're missing the blessing of God. God is speaking at this hour. You always ought to pray. Whether it's sickness, whether it's tiredness, whether it's spiritual tiredness or physical tiredness, whether it's many things trying to compete for that time, whatever it may be, wherever it may be, You need to fight against everything. You need to kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick all around. Every time it comes, 
You need to have that speed to kick it instantaneously. When will that happen? When you have that strength. He trains my hands for battle and my fingers for war. God does that. But if you don't have the strength, you're going to be someone who gets beat up all the time. The person who submits to God, that means a person who obeys God all the time, will have that inner strength to resist the spirit of God who is militant against the spirit of the enemy. The moment the enemy comes, the anger will come against the enemy and automatically you kick him. Put him down where he belongs, under your feet, through Jesus Christ. But if that strength is not there, every time it's like, I got hurt in my, hurt in my head. I got my nose hurt. I got my teeth knocked off. And my ear is gone. And my shoulder is gone. Satan did this to me. Satan did this to me. And all the time it'll be like singing the praises of Satan. How many teeth were gone this time? How many bones were broken this time? Well, if the spirit of God is living inside of you and you have the power of the enemy, every single time when he comes, you who have been submitting to God will have the strength on the inside to resist the devil every single time, to bring him down every single time. That's our position. That's the power that God has given to us. That's when the prayer life will not be touched by the enemy because you're so sharp. You are just watching as a watchman. You're just watching all the time. When the enemy comes to touch this, you kick him. When the enemy comes to touch this way, the prayer life, you kick him. Every time he tries to come and give you physical pain, you kick him. He comes to give you physical tiredness, you kick him. He comes to give you spiritual tiredness, you kick him. He comes to bring false guilt, you kick him. Whatever way in which he tries to come and stop you from praying, make you lazy, make you feel lazy, you kick him. But when can you kick him? When you are living in obedience to God's word. When you always pray. And you're guarding your prayer life and not letting the enemy come near you. Let me tell you this. There's this inner strength that will be inside of you. Where because of faith, because of faith in whom you're praying to, you will not faint. You will not faint. You will have the same character that this widow had. You know that every time you pray, he hears me. So I'm going to continue to pray. And pray until when? The first time you don't see it, you're going to just leave it? No. You pray. Jesus Christ said you need to pray until you see it happen you pray until you see it happen so how are you supposed to pray today like this tomorrow like this today like this tomorrow like this today like this tomorrow like this is that so no god is speaking to our hearts today god says your graph has to be constant your graph has to be constant you have to pray it has to be up 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 or up 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 no way like this and this and this. God is speaking to hearts today. You want to be someone who receives things from God that God has for you. You cannot be an unstable person. Instability is a disease of the soul. Instability will keep a person from inheriting 
Canaan. Let me say this again, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Instability will keep a believer from inheriting Canaan. So don't take it lightly. Take it very seriously. Be someone who will kick the devil. Kick him every time. Kick him right on his face. So he can't even speak anymore. Submit to God. That's when you'll have the strength and you'll have the aim. You'll have the power to kick him right on his face and knock him down to the ground. Because God has given us the power to bring down the enemy. To trample serpents. To tread on scorpions. Praise be to God. So, God says, you always ought to pray and not lose heart. So the next area that Satan will attack is your confidence in God, your faith. First is prayer, one area. Then other area, equally, both are equal. When I say first and second, it's just the order that God is giving the word. Both are equal. Prayer and faith, they are equal. If faith is attacked, prayer becomes useless. If prayer is attacked, then you can just say faith, 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 but if you don't pray, it's useless. So you need both. And so the next area that the enemy will try to attack is discouragement, bring discouragement. Discouragement is a manifestation of unbelief. When you give room to discouragement, you're just saying, my God is not able, my God is not able, my God is not able to bring down my mountain. That's your song. That's not what God has given. My God is not able to raise up my valley. Oh, no, that's not the song. Oh, he is not able. My God is not able. At that point, your God is not the God of heaven and earth. God is speaking to our hearts today. The moment you give room to discouragement, understand this. Whatever you're seeking God for is absent because we come to God by faith. We ask him by faith. We pray to him by faith. And we wait on him by faith. We receive from him by faith. If that faith is shaken, Understand, you will not receive anything from God. So the next weapon that Satan uses simultaneously or one after the other is to see how he can discourage you. Oh, the medical report says this. Oh, the bank account says this. Oh, this is what the economy looks like. Oh, this is what the paperwork says this. Oh, you're not qualified. Oh, you're not this. Oh, you're not this one. Oh, I have tons of testimonies. Tons of testimonies as to how big our God is. What man says and what God says are two different things. When man says no and God says yes, God bypasses everything and puts man to shame to show his power. So it's important to go by the promises of God. If God has spoken something, it's important to hold on to the promises of God and not back down. Hold on to the promises of God and not look at anything else. If you look at everything else but what God had said, or look at what God said and also look at everything else, you will not receive that which God has for you. So the area, the other area that Satan will try to hit is your heart. Where you have to have a single heart. Your heart has to be steadfast in the ways of God. Your heart should not faint. That means you should not give up. I don't feel like praying anymore. I don't think it's going to work. Satan will say, hey, my weapon worked. God has given you the power. God has given you the weapons. 
when Satan comes and says, well, it's not going to happen. Your child is not going to heal. You're not going to heal. And this is not going to happen. And look at the lab report. Look at this and look at that and look at this and look at that and look at this and look at that. At that time, you have to just say, shut up. Kick him right on his face. Bring him down. In Jesus' name, I will look at only the word of God. I will look at the word of God only. The word of God is what I look at. The promise keeper is what I look at. The promise giver is what I look at. The one who fulfills the promises, that's who I will look at. You need to not faint. So Satan will try to see if he can make you faint, make you give up. He'll try everything he can to see if he can cause you to lose heart. That's where you should not give in. That's where you have to put up a fight. Be a fighter. Be a fighter. Be a fighter. God's people are mighty warriors. Mighty warriors. God's people are mighty, mighty, mighty warriors. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How are they? Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of a warfare, they are not like the weapons of this world. We don't do, we don't use the weapons of this world. We don't do like the things the people of the world do. We don't use the things of the world. We don't do like how the people of the world do. But we have something totally different because a battle is a spiritual battle against the forces of darkness, against the principalities and the powers and the wicked rulers in high places. And God says, I've given you power to bring down strongholds. Who can actually have that power and actually make use of that power, the ones who submit to God. In order to submit to God, you need to know what to submit to. You need to know the word. If you don't know the word, what are you going to submit to? That's why it's so important to be in the presence of God. So important to be in the house of God. So important to be where God is speaking. So when trials come, you will not be moved. Have you seen the palm tree? The Bible says so beautifully, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Wherever the palm tree is, no matter how the wind comes, you see the palm tree, just the leaves go like this. And that's it. It's like, oh, try, 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 try. It's not like the other tree that goes flat when storm comes. It just stays there. It says, oh, you can't move me. Those who are in Christ, they are like the palm trees. They will not fall they will bring forth the much fruit. They will stand tall. No enemy can bring them down because we are called to be above. Understand? We are called to be above, not under. Above. He has placed us above, not under. Jesus didn't die for us to be trampled by Satan all the time and say, Satan hit me there and Satan knocked me there and I'm not able to speak properly because I lost my teeth and I can't see properly because you see my eyes were gone because he punched me in my eyes and every time I get hit by Satan and all the time, instead of singing all glory to God, singing all glory to the devil, he knocked me out 10 times. That's so demonic. God has given his people power. He has given his people power. Through his word. And every time you come to the presence of God, you receive the power of God. We're not just coming there and just psyching myself up and going and saying, oh, I got beat up this week. No. He gives you power. Every time you come and wait on the Lord in the house of the Lord on Sundays, every time you come and wait on the Lord during our calls over here, where the presence of God is, 
There's some kind of a divine strength that flows in, divine power that flows in, divine breakthroughs that happen. Now, what do you do with that? You take that and you make use of it. Everything that God has given to you, you can be a strong person. But if you choose to get beat up by someone else, you will get beat up. You say that, oh, well, you know, I'm so scared and I can't fight. You can be physically strong. You can be stronger than the enemy. But if you're scared, you just get beat up by the enemy because you just shut down. There are people like that. Out of fear, they won't do a thing. They'll get beat up. That's where God wants you to be a fighter. If you have faith, you won't have fear. You are not called to fear the enemy because he is a loser, not you. You're called to overcome the enemy because that's your position in Christ Jesus. And God has made you to be more than a conqueror, not to be brought under, but to be over. Who will conquer? Who are more than conquerors? Those who submit to God. Those who submit to God are more than conquerors. When you submit to God, you have everything you have to resist the devil. Now you resist. It's your job. These two things, the spirit of the Lord wants to leap with you. And I pray that it stays with you for the rest of your lives. But don't let the enemy touch your prayer life. You fight every single time. Be a fighter. Secondly, don't let the enemy bring any kind of discouragement. Oh, self-pity. Oh, poor me. And I'm going through this and this and that. And that's it. You're gone. Don't make anything about you. You have a goal. The goal is to magnify Jesus Christ. The goal is for God to glorify his great name through you. So in order for that to happen, you know who you're going to, no matter how long it takes, I will go until I get it. That's it, period. Not getting is not an option. Not getting is not in my uh, vocabulary. So I will get it. Even if it takes longer, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Knock and the door shall be open to you. Knock the means keep on knocking. Ask, keep on asking, and you shall receive. Guaranteed. So the end result is guaranteed. All you need to do is just make it there. God is speaking to her today. Keep at it. Keep at it. It takes character. Only those who have character will keep at it. Only those who have faith will be persistent. Only those who have faith will always pray and not faint. So faith is the undergirding thing. Faith is everything. If the faith is there, then I'm going to go to God and ask because I know that he's the answer and he has everything. No matter what opposition comes, if I have faith, I'm not going to look at anything. I know that he's over everything. When the son of man returns, will he find faith? When, he, when Jesus comes and looks at you, will he find faith? If Christ is looking at you now, which he is, is he seeing faith in you? Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fill every part of me, every part of me. Fill every part of me with you, Jesus. Until the world can see you, only you in me, Jesus. Fill every part of me, every part of me with you, Jesus. More of you, less of me. 
less of me, Jesus, more of you. Oh, when the power of God flows into us, when the power of God flows into us, when the power of God flows into us, all things are possible. When the strength of God is within us, all things are possible. Our focus has to be Jesus. Our focus has to be bringing glory to Jesus. Our focus has to be beyond ourselves, beyond comfort, beyond what we want. Our focus has to be, Lord, not unto ourselves, but unto your name bring glory. Hallelujah. If our focus is God himself, that I need to get this because I want God to be glorified. And God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily. This is the prophecy God is speaking at this hour. God will answer us speedily. God will answer us speedily. God will answer us speedily. No matter how long it takes, God will answer you speedily if you go after him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Not look at the winds and the waves. Not look at the storm. Not look at the giant, the Goliath. Don't, don't look at your circumstance. Don't look at the walls of Jericho. Don't look at the giant. Don't look at Lucifer. Don't look at anything that is in front of you. But look at Jesus Christ. If you have to look at your circumstance, it's important that you look at it as weaker. Look at it as feeble in front of God's power. It's weaker than the power of God. It's feeble before God Almighty. Hallelujah. Like David, who looked at the giant, he said, Oh, I'll bring it down. I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. He's going to give you into my hands. Hallelujah. That's how we need to look. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for this Last day of fasting and prayer. Thank you for what you've accomplished in our midst this night. Thank you for your word that you've given to us. We thank you because you're the God of wonders. Thank you, Lord, it's the month where you'll bring mountains down. Thank you, Lord, it's the month that you will do great and mighty things. And we thank you for your greatness. And we thank you for your promises that you've given to us. We thank you for your presence that is flowing as a mighty river in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for what you have deposited into the spirits of your people this night. I pray that the work that you have done this night may be sealed with the blood of Jesus. Now, Lord, each and every single one may understand the, the depths of this message in the name of Jesus. That they may swim in this river of God on a deeper level. Thereby receive everything that you have for them so that your name can be glorified. With this blessing, I bless them with as your servant standing in the presence of God before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the almighty God. I bless your people to be doers of your word and not hearers only. To be inheritors of every promise that you give and not just hearers only. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. 
May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Jesus.